Welcome to The Pemberley Podcast, a podcast where we discuss modern-day Jane Austen adaptations. Now covering Emma Approved, I'm Jillian Davis. I'm Yolanda Rodriguez. Keep up with us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Pemberley. You can help support our running costs on patreon.com slash thepemberley. And if you have any questions or comments, email us at thepemberleypodcast at gmail.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Pemberley Podcast. Woohoo! Before we get into the things that we're reading and or watching, we have another fun taste test that we're going to do, which we've previously done, I think, on a costume theater episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few episodes back, we taste tested celery soda, a fan favorite, I guess, about, from, from Emma Approved. Of course, if you know the, the story, James Elton and Harriet Smith bonded over loving celery soda, which is really what Emma uh, set the path on uh, for them to fall in love. But wait, there was another food that was allegedly the binder of their love. Yeah, because at one point, Elton brings in Icelandic yogurt and flowers, Icelandic yogurt for Harriet from his fridge, <laughs> and flowers for Emma. From as a proper gifts. florist. Yes, from a florist. <laughs> so, I mean, the two, interesting, the two foods that we get to try are kind of Elton-based. Well, um, that's the only time they ever mention any unique food. Everything yeah, else is just regular it's food. Just like cupcakes or like whatever else. Yeah. Maybe we should taste test some cupcakes maybe, on the show. Maybe even some of the fancier things they mention yeah. if we can afford it. We <laughs> can get some fancy food or like learn how to make it. And So, yeah. Oh, so you bought this Icelandic yogurt. So every week I do my grocery shopping and I buy some yogurt for myself for the week. And I go to, a, I just have like one brand that I go to. I'm pretty simple. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't help but notice that just like in the yogurt section was this skier Icelandic provisions, strawberry lingonberry. I just noticed oh, that word. maybe that's the Icelandic for strawberry. So oh, this is this is, is Icelandic yogurt. Oh, wait, no, there's two different berries on the front. That's See the why. pictures? What's lingonberry? I don't even know. So anyway, I'm just going to mix this up because cool. it bothers me when like the water it's, sits on top. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's, anyway. It looks like it's a type of plant, a type of fruit, obviously. This is like not uh, in America. I have <laughs> never seen this plant before. There's like a cup, like, I think this is just like one oh. of those fruits. Lingonberry like- is used for <laughs> urinary tract problems, including irritation, kidney stones, and infections. Isn't cranberry juice also good for that? They look yeah. like cranberries. Oh, is lingonberry the same as a cranberry? They're oh. a little different, it seems like, but they're like in the same. Okay, so kinda, like this is like same a family, like a European cranberry. Yeah, I just saw this and I was like, you know, we'll taste test. Uh, it. We taste tested the celery soda, which was much yep. harder to get a hold of yeah. than this. <laughs> yeah. this. I just got it, Ralph's, <laughs> and it's. I mean, it's like a like pretty nice, substantial cup, Blender. right? So. Here's your spoon, Yolanda. I figured Thank we could you. try this together. I got... I mean, I'm expecting yogurt. I am too, but you know what? It was so special. <laughs> I just <laughs> have to In the show. Know. All right. Hmm. It's very thick. Yeah. It's kind of like... Like Greek yogurt? It's like Greek yogurt, yeah. Like if you have the Chobani Greek yogurt, uh-huh. it's like that. I took a really big spoonful and I cannot eat it all at once. <laughs> It's, it's fine. Got, it's got like that um, tart flavor, mm-hmm. and yeah, it is more thick. It's like a it's like a Greek yogurt. So I would say uh, if you like Greek yogurt, you'll like this. Yeah, it's got. I mean, it's got 15 grams of protein, and that's mm-hmm. a lot of grams of protein for a thing of yogurt. Can't say I'd know the difference between no. what makes Icelandic yogurt that versus Greek yogurt, and I, mean, I, I don't know. Makes me wonder. <laughs> 
what this was worth bonding over. Yeah. Because truly, if I were blindfolded and told to taste a bunch of different yogurt, mm-hmm. this would not stay. Like, the celery soda is its own thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It stood out in every way. I would not know the taste. I would be like, why does this taste like sweetened salad? But this just tastes like regular strawberry thick yogurt. Yeah. So, if you're um, into it and you want to, like, get on the same level as Harriet oh. and Senator Elton. I would say the tartness comes from the lingonberry then. Mm. Right? Yeah. I or I don't know. I truly I don't s- know what it tastes I like. I suppose so. strawberry yogurts can kind of be tart sometimes. Yeah, yeah. It's good. Yeah, it's, it's fine. <laughs> recommend, I guess. I suppose we should finish this at some point. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Might just be snacking on this throughout the episode. <laughs> Actually, let's snack on it while we talk about what we're reading, watching, etc. Yeah. What, so what are you, what's, what are you watching or reading, Yolanda? I was recently sick, so I was, I spent the day at home watching Fleabag season one. I've heard so many great reviews around season two have been recommended to watch it by co-workers. So I was like, all right, I need to watch this show. Season one, pretty rough mm-hmm. as far as like emotionally because this character who uh, is... She doesn't... Her character well, does not have a name, which is... I have also watched it. Yeah, she doesn't have a name, but it's uh, written by and starring, you know, the actresses. Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Yes. It's a British show. Yes. It's, yeah, set in the UK and it's an interesting style because... You are getting her honest, like, thoughts directed to camera in the midst of actual scenes that are playing out. So she will break uh, the fourth wall, talk to camera, give you her real thoughts, and kind of still be in the scene. So it's a really interesting style. For me, it took, like, an episode or two to get used to because it feels like sometimes you're getting too much of her thoughts and, like, you're not getting enough of the story. But I think then it kind of balances out into, like, a mixture of the two. And sometimes it's, like, you get her thoughts by, like, a glance at the camera or like just a quick line sort of thing basically it's her life she owns this cafe uh that's guinea pig themed which (laughs) becomes more evident uh, as you watch the show Mm -hmm. of why it is that Mm -hmm. Uh, she's got this older sister who's you know more uptight and successful than she is Uh, she's kind of this cafe of hers is struggling and she doesn't really have a lot of business um, and their mother passed away three years prior so they've got this weird relationship a strange relationship with their father who now is dating or is um yeah is uh, they're not married yet (gasps) Oh, I didn't realize. Yeah, they're just like dating. Ooh, okay. Who's uh, who's living with their former godmother who like they're dating. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's now dating her. Played so. by Olivia Coleman. <laughs> who she is the most like, she's an amazing actress. I've yeah. seen her in Broadchurch. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously she, she won an Oscar for The Favorite. Mm-hmm. She's coming up as the queen in Crown, in The mm-hmm. Crown. I'm looking forward to seeing her in that. But she's such an amazing actress. And like, I love her because she's Olivia, Olivia Coleman. But you hate her her character because of how like passive aggressive she is she's like truly evil stepmother yeah she is um which like not officially their evil stepmother yet not even because like she's their godmother yeah 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 it's so messed up it's a really clever series uh i'm really enjoying it so far season two i've heard is a lot more lighthearted. i'm excited to start season two yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) what are you reading jillian this is like another one of those like i know i put it on blast a couple weeks ago when i was like everyone has to read red white and royal blue yeah it's the greatest book i have come across a new thing that you all must read it's called lore olympus and it's a free webcomic. You can read everything for free online at webtoons.com. Like, I can't even 
<laughs> describe the sinking in rabbit hole feeling I had of like this comic. It's my new favorite thing. I read it all in a day. Even ugh, so it's there are like 60 episodes or something out right now. And silly me, because I, I sort of saw little things in between where the artist was like, come on, hiatus, I'll talk to you later. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, it sounds like it's finished and all those suckers <laughs> had to wait. I don't have to wait. I can just binge read the whole thing. And I was wrong. It's not done. Oh, wow. But Lore Olympus is basically centers on the romance between Hades and Persephone, hmm. the Greek gods. Mm-hmm. And along the way, you kind of like get pulled into the drama of all the other gods in uh, the Olympians, rather. Okay. Um, and it's so well done because it's kind of what's interesting is it's like in modern day type like they have cars they have like they have all this technology they have all of our technology for all intents and purposes it's our world on mount olympus okay but what's so interesting what you kind of learn later is like they still sort of rule over ancient greece So, like, because, like, Hades is the king of the underworld, right? So, Uh like, he, like, dresses in, like, the robes, the ancient Greek robes when, like, they come to the underworld because he, like, doesn't want to overwhelm them with all the new stuff. Uh, But that's, uh, that's even, but even I'm, like, that's a detail from, like, deep in the comics because I just, like, I can't tell you how good this is. Like, because Persephone You are telling us. I know, (laughs) but Persephone is just, like, this very naive, like, she's been raised in the mortal world and she's, like, in... Um, Mount Olympus to like study for college and she's got um, I forget who the goddess is but she's basically on a scholarship to join like the women of eternal maidenhood Wow! and um, after like her first night at a big party basically Hades inadvertently insults Aphrodite because he sees Persephone from across the room and he's like oh my god her like he's dating this awful woman and uh, he's like who is she like she puts Aphrodite to shame and Aphrodite does not like that and so she basically comes up with a scheme (laughs) to get um, Persephone crazy drunk put her in the trunk of or like put her in the backseat of Hades car and then he gets to the underworld and like he sees her be really drunk and embarrassing and he's not into her anymore and he's like like but of course that doesn't happen right so like he gets there and so she's like drunk and he feels so bad for her he doesn't even know she's in the backseat of his car until he gets home and he like puts her in his guest room and then they like spend a whole next morning together and they get to know each other and like He's had it rough because he's king of the underworld and no one likes him. And um, he's got all these, like, vicious dogs who are actually really sweet. And and she's, like, this beautiful – because she's the goddess of spring. And so she just kind of, like, brightens his world. And they both have these huge crushes on each other. But there's, like, so much between them. Yeah. And it's just kind of, like, about – they're not even dating. There's just, like, so much between them. And there's Mm. so much between involving everyone else. And it's just, like – Yeah. It's so good. I'm so obsessed. I, like, read the whole thing in a day. And then I was, like, looking online to see if there was anything I could buy. (laughs) So it's written by this woman named Rachel Smythe. And um, you can like follow her work on Twitter and on Instagram. And like, oh my God, like people cosplay as these characters all the time. Wow. Like all she shares on Instagram stories is just people like painting their skin pink and blue. Wow. Going to conventions dressed as Hades as Persephone. Wow, that's a huge thing. No, like she's got like 34,000 followers on Twitter. And like over 100,000 followers on Instagram. And sorry, you said this is self-published? Yeah, it's like a self-published webtoon. Wow. yeah, like it's called webtoon.com and it's just like like you can start at episode one. There's like about cool. four hundred words in each episode. Like it's so addicting. That's it's really awesome. So addictive. Everyone should check it out. It's so good. I feel like it's not often that you hear about like self-published things. Yeah. Getting that much attention and, and building building up fandoms like that. So it's really cool that she was able to do that. Yeah. And create such a unique world that people have like cosplayed around and mm-hmm. that's yeah, that's really like, awesome. I truly didn't know this existed and mm-hmm. now I'm like very obsessed yeah, yeah. with it. 
it. That's cool. As you guys can probably tell. So go check that out. Go watch Fleabag. There's just so much good stuff out there, There's you so guys. so much good stuff. So much to celebrate. That's my spiel about yeah. the, the latest romance thing that I love. So we should probably get into Emma Approved. Mm-hmm. Speaking of book adaptations. Yeah. Previously on Emma Approved. Emma and team are planning the Bachelor slash Bachelorette auction fundraiser that will happen at the end of this month. Starting with episode 51, Project Runway, written by Angelique Hainis. So this is, it's actually a pretty quick episode, and it's basically Emma getting people in her office Just wrangling, wrangling everyone because... Yeah, she told Frank, everyone will do it. And then she's actually trying to get everyone to do <laughs> to like, agree. Saying everyone's in and then getting them in are two yeah. very different things. She goes into Nightly's office. She's like, you know, you look really good today. I do? Absolutely. And with a few minor adjustments, you could be one handsome man, Mr. Knightley. <laughs> He's like, what? Excuse me? Hmm? Yeah, what? yeah. So Knightley is not immediately on board with that. Right. Um, but Emma corners him because she mentions a bet they had months ago that we kind of forgot about. Yeah. But she's finally cashing in on this bet that she won between her and Knightley. Back in episode 14, hashtag miracle worker. Emma had the plan to lure in Senator Elton by, you know, making it his idea to reach out to Emma Proved rather than her reaching out to him by having Cupcake Guy. uh, Ryan Ryan Weston. (laughs) (laughs) By having Ryan Weston, who was followed by Elton on Twitter, tweet about the fact that, you know, his wedding happened and he's happily married because of Emma, hashtag miracle worker. And the bet was if Elton calls Emma, then Emma could set Knightley up on a date. And obviously she won. So finally, months later, Mm -hmm. Emma's finally cashing in on that bet. Not really a date, but sort of a date. She's cashing in on something he owes her. (laughs) Yeah, it's interesting because we all sort of imagined that when she was cashing in on setting him up on a date, that she'd like have a particular woman in mind. Yeah. And we, it's like, this is actually a great alternative because like she can force him to do this because she's like, you owe me. But she's not actually like setting him up on like a romantic date. She's, it's more like. No, it's not a matchmaking thing. No, it's more just like, I need, fulfill this promise. I need a man I with need a job. Men, yeah. <laughs> I need a man with a job and a suit. <laughs> yeah. And you check all those boxes. Because, yeah. oh, it's funny, because she comes in and she's like, it's actually proving very difficult yeah. to find eligible men. So would you be one of my eligible men? Also, be available on a date in like two, three weeks. Yeah. So it's short notice. So I, I can imagine why it's also been difficult to book eligible bachelors mm-hmm. on short notice. This isn't The Bachelor. No. <laughs> yeah. Where they've got a whole casting yeah, team yeah, yeah. working around the clock. So then she goes into Jane's office, also trying to convince her to be part of this auction. She was trying to convince them all also to take new headshots for the bachelor, bachelorette portfolio that goes along with like your education, your bio, and different things like that. But Jane's like, Use an old photo. I'm making phone calls. I'm trying to get gift bags sponsored for this event. The event's happening too, which I think sometimes Emma is a little at fault at doing. Like she gets caught up in the big picture and the flashy parts. 
and then like the details get left to someone else sometimes mm-hmm. like with um uh, harriet was the one going out and running around and like trying to make sure to secure the venue and all those details that like are important but you know emma's making sure like the brand is beautiful and everything looks immaculate in that way in like the the public facing way mm-hmm. and like the details and like the behind the scenes stuff everyone else is scrambling to make sure those are handled too mm-hmm so then while Jane's getting her photo done, Knightley's waiting in Emma's office to get his photo done. She refuses to let him wait in his own office. Yeah. Because then he'll get sucked into work. And he'll be grumpy Knightley. He won't look as great for his photo. <laughs> I think grumpy Knightley would look great in a photo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what woman doesn't see a grumpy man yeah. and is like, I'd like to change him? <laughs> Maybe that's yeah. not a great thing to say, but... Um, it's funny. So we're waiting on Frank Churchill too, right? Like so, it's school picture day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's, they're also waiting on Frank, but then Emma gets word from Frank that he's not coming in because he needs to get his hair cut, and his stylist wasn't available until a later appointment. Stylist. And Emma's like, "Oh, I totally get it," but then he's like, "Just go to another haircut like place or whatever, or don't get your hair cut." Yeah. Well, men like Frank are very particular about their stylists. It's unbelievable. Well, actually, particularity begets a higher life. No, this was all his idea. I'm wearing lip gloss. I think anyone who's, like, particular, anyone can be particular about, like, if they like someone, if someone cuts your hair well, you're like, I'm always going to go to this place and this person. Never, ever change your, I believe it, if you find a good person who does your hair, like, literally, like, either you move or they die. Like, those are the (laughs) alternatives when you go to them until one of you dies. Yeah, pretty much. So, Knightley is not happy with the fact that he couldn't get out of this photo shoot but apparently frank is like gets away with the excuse of like i couldn't get my hair cut he's not happy about it kind of storms back to his office so you know this uh this fundraiser is getting off to a great start (laughs) yeah i mean like it kind of sucks because like we only know about it's literally emma knightley jane frank and two of them had to be forced into this yeah and the other one just didn't show up for the photo shoot yeah yeah so we don't know who else is really going to be part of this i mean i'm sure she could wrangle no wait she can't remember she's like i don't know any eligible men ryan weston's married (laughs) super married i was gonna say get him married men are super ineligible no even if we liked elton he's not eligible yuck never never don't bid on him ew but so yeah there's like literally no one as far as like people we've uh i mean actually there's one more eligible bachelor that she would never consider oh that is on this show (gasps) oh (laughs) (laughs) would you care to say his name bobby martin what she would love it never never consider him for this but he's someone else in the roster of people we know in this world who could be good for this but absolutely not gonna happen (laughs) so that's kind of where things end for now uh let's go into episode 52 true detective also written by angelique hannis the major news of the day uh obviously the bachelor auction is still in progress but nothing matters because to emma (laughs) Jane got a super secret, super special delivery that didn't have a return address, isn't marked, and is, is you know, she's just like, I know everything about this office and I don't know about this package. And she wants to know what it is. She even tried to shake down the delivery guy. Yeah. And he was like, <laughs> I, I'm just doing my job. I don't yeah. know. 
she even has, uh, she t- tells Harriet, let me know the second Jane is in her office so I can, like, go in there and, like, pretend to, like, be like, hi, Jane. What's, <laughs> oh, what's that? What's the new thing you have? So. And she does. Harriet's yeah, she like, does. She just got in. And Emma walks in. And it's, uh, we, we come in on Jane using a not fat looking laptop. It's a yeah. bra- rather brand new Mac. Yeah, the, la- the last laptop she had looked very old. Even, it was like a very thick laptop. Even I, like, I totally don't notice technology things at all yeah. and i was like wow that's a dinosaur <laughs> and you also you noticed this before emma even pointed it out there was a very beautiful bouquet of flowers yeah in the of her office it stood out flowers i love that arrangement where did you get it those were also a present from the same person one would have to assume jane's decor in her office is really just emma's decor so yeah. there wasn't isn't really anything she's added to make it like her own but the flower stood out because that was new and different from the last setup jane explains that this new computer and flowers were delivered without a note and she doesn't want to get into it at all especially on camera but i think jane is a very private person in general so any details about like her personal life she doesn't want to kind of go into she's at work she's like let's talk about the business let me do my work and let's move on oh that's totally demonstrated here because yeah. Emma does some of her best fishing, <laughs> asks direct questions, yeah. and is totally deflected by Jane. She's like, wow, it looks like you finally got a new computer. And she's like, actually, I just came in and it was here. And she's like, yeah. oh, who's it from? And like, she's basically, like, like Emma's like very flabbergasted yeah. that Jane would receive a mysterious package of a brand new laptop and flowers yeah. and not even be remotely curious as to who could have sent it to her. And to Emma, I think she's like, oh, she knows. And she's just not yeah. saying anything. Because yeah, yeah. she's like, are you seeing anyone? And she's like, nope. Maybe it's a secret admirer. I don't think so. Oh, come on. You're beautiful, smart, successful. I don't get out that much. She's trying everything. Direct questions. Yeah, she's, she's like, totally like, yeah. like in Wonder Woman when she's like walking through No Man's Land. And she's like <laughs> deflecting the bullets with her. Like that's yeah. what Jane Fairfax is doing with yeah, these questions. Yeah. For anyone else. If you actually received a gift like this, you would be very like, oh, like, what is this? I'm like, kind of ask around the office, like, does anyone know who this is from? I would be hella suspicious. Yeah. I'd be I'd like, be... who is sending me laptops? Yeah, and flowers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Forget the laptop. You'd like, be flowers. like, whoa, this is a very expensive gift. Like, who actually sent us? I want to be able to thank them. Or, like, check if this, this is actually for me or is it a mistake or whatever. But <laughs> I clearly, would totally think it's a mistake. <laughs> But clearly Jane knows who it's from and she just doesn't want to say. Mm-hmm. So because otherwise I would I think anyone else would be like, where did this come from? Do you know? Does anyone know? Like, what do they say? So she already knows who it's from. She just doesn't want to say. And what's uh, interesting, so we were going through the comments and what I kind of forgot yeah. was that in the book, in Emma, Jane gets sent a pianoforte. Yes. Which is not a small thing. Like, it's like, a, I imagine it's like a whole thing. Like, you know how many pianos have crashed in <laughs> cartoons yeah they don't just make pianos they don't just give pianos it's a whole thing that you have to receive so i can in a way this is almost a much more portable version of a piano yeah yeah still expensive though right so the comparable thing in the book is that from the previous episode in the book mr churchill went to london to like quote get his hair done but actually he was there to buy a piano for jane whereas such a gesture right 
like last episode, he was literally being like, Jane's yeah. not eligible, <laughs> and now he's sending her laptops and flowers. Right. So the but we don't know that <laughs> the adaptation here is that he he was out getting a haircut in order to buy this laptop and flowers, but. I know a couple of people in the comments pointed this out. It's a little tough thing to bring into a modern adaptation because of the fact that you can order both of these things online mm-hmm. pretty easily mm-hmm. um, and just have it sent. So like the excuse of I can't come in because I'm getting my hair cut is a little more tricky because it's like not a major inconvenience to order something online. But it's like it had to be done in order to like match up the story to maybe leave the mystery of who could it be and like who was missing. Obviously Frank. So mm-hmm. um, he's the culprit. We don't know that yet. It's yeah, not a, it's not the official story, but we know. Yeah, like that song from Hamilton. We know. <laughs> yeah. So let's go to the comments where we read original YouTube comments from when the episodes first aired, starting with episode fifty-one. Frizz Biscuit says. <laughs> Wow, I just really love Jane. The way she deals with Emma's antics is hilarious in its practicality. That's yeah, true. She like breaks down everything like, who could it be? And she's like, I don't know. Our guess is as good as mine. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not as curious as you are. Deal yeah. with it. Yeah. Angels on screen says, come on now, Knightley. She started with a compliment. Nothing good was coming after that. You should have kicked her out immediately. LOL. <laughs> That's true. She's like, you look so good. So good you should be on an auction block. <laughs> Pretty much. Caroline says, I actually liked Jane in this episode. Just like Caroline was a foil to highlight Emma's good character traits, Jane is the opposite. Practical-minded Jane seems a better fit for Emma Proof's new goals than Emma herself, maybe? Okay. And I love the translation of the haircut scene from the book into this context. Nicely done. Frank's shallowness is starting to show. Ooh. In episode 52, Cassidy says, Flowers are traditionally a romantic gift. So she does learn. I love that this was a very pointed comment to camera of like Emma showing us, I've learned things. (laughs) (laughs) I know stuff about intentions and flowers. (laughs) Yeah. Sarah says, oh yeah, I see a fancy computer being the equivalent gift of a piano in today's times. Although he didn't send flowers with the piano, but that fits the show. I mean, I think the point of the flowers is to show that it is a romantic romantic gesture. Because like, like I saw other comments saying like, you know, it could have just been Emma sending her a laptop because she was it, nagging at her to get yeah, one. Yeah, it know? could have been a practical, a very practical gift, which it is mm-hmm. because of the fact that her last laptop was looked like it was dying. Who knows? Uh, there's a little romance in yeah, there. Yeah, definitely. Alintre M says, your IT guy is not unavailable. He is very available. So available, in fact, that maybe your event coordinator would be mm. put a bid on him if he was one of the bachelors featured at your fundraiser. Hashtag bring back Yeah, It's been a while since we've seen Bmart. Too long. Emma doesn't really offer, but like mentions the fact that, oh, we could bring an RT guy to help you set up your laptop, but he's unavailable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know, Emma just doesn't want Bmart anywhere near their offices. Nope. She's like, so. if it's broken, it's broken. Yeah, we'll just Get a buy. typewriter. <laughs> yeah, we'll buy a new one. Well, things are trucking along and we're starting to get in the thick of yet another Emma approved event. Yeah. We'll see how this goes. This episode has been Pemberley Podcast Approved.